Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge Podcast, where we discuss creatives of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I am your host, Rebecca Theodore Fishon, and on this episode, I'm joined by Robert Young as we review episode nine of the D- Disney animated series, What If? Hey, Robert. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we made it! Season We did. <laughs> we did. Oh, we season did. one. Uh, so we are uh, will be reviewing the episode nine, aka the season one finale of What If? I believe it's titled "What If the Watcher Broke His Oath," uh, which is basically a continuation of episode eight of If Ultron won, and that episode was bonkers. Um, so when we left episode eight, we understand that Ultron um, in this alternate real in, the, in that alternate reality he had. Uh, Ultron had the possession of the of the infinity of the Infinity Stones, um, and was basically laying waste to the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the surprise plot twist in Episode Eight was that he was able to hear and find the Watcher, because up until then the Watcher had pretty much been, you know, in the shadows, except for Episode Four. That's when we saw, uh, you know, there was an actual confrontation or or words between Strange and uh, the Watcher. And that was because the Watcher made himself uh, visible. And in this one, you know, (laughs) you know, he's just doing his usual monologue. And then Ultron is like, Hey, I can hear you. I'm going to find you. Um, And and then there was just like this great drag out battle between Ultron and the Watcher who is, you know, uh, who who has sworn to protect the multiverse. Um, And so when we left episode eight, uh, he was uh, the Watcher was defeated and basically went back crawling to Strange from Episode Four and um, is basically asking Strange to help him take down Ultron, who is now uh, his new mission is to take down the entire multiverse. Um, so, what did you think of the season one finale? I I was I've been thinking about this all day, and I'd say. The, the phrase that comes to mind is stuck the landing. Wow. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like all the, the previous shows to different extents, you know, uh, like I feel like Captain America in the, in the winter soldier probably had the worst landing of all the other shows, but I don't mm-hmm. think any of them stuck it perfectly. I think this is as close to perfect as it gets. Wow. No, you know what? I'm because I'm thinking of the other Disney series. Well, what did you think of WandaVision's? Uh, I thought WandaVision's. It. I thought. I thought it was pretty good. I think it was probably the best. Okay. I'll I think this that. one. I really don't have an issue with this one at all. My my only gripe is that mm-hmm. it wasn't longer. You know, oh, wow. so it wasn't anything to do with the plot. I feel like. It should have been about 45 minutes, you know, like the normal hour episode without commercials. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Yeah, because, I mean, it's such a buildup. I was like, y'all can give us an extra 15, 20 minutes. Right. Because <laughs> I don't know when season two is, is coming. Yeah, because season two has nine more episodes. According to IMDb, there's 18 episodes. Um, and so, yeah, we. I'm not sure when we're going to get season two. So I felt like. Y'all gotta give us something. <laughs> but yeah. that's, what, that's you know, you, we sound like the fans of Insecure. You see how Insecure <laughs> all the seasons we, we complain to Issa and we're and just the, greedy. 
right? We're just like, why, why, why does it have to be 30 minutes? But I love the fact that Issa and the producers stuck to the 30 minutes. They were like, nope, you get 30 minutes and that's it. You know what I mean? And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think for most of the episodes of this season, I think the 30 minutes was perfect. But I feel like this one, I feel like maybe they rushed it just a little bit because there was just a lot going on really fast. Yes. Yes. OK, so why don't you get us started, Robert, um, as to the, the setup of episode nine? Well, I mean, we, we I mean, we jump right into it because we open up and you knew I love this because we open mm-hmm. up with in the Captain Carter universe with her going on the Winter Soldier mission that we see Cap go on in the movie. Yes! Which you yes. know that got me hyped up <laughs> doing the briefing on the aircraft. And I was like, oh, we doing this? Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, why does this look, why does this feel familiar? Why does this look familiar? Yeah, so it is but, the, yeah. No, I was going to say, but you know what was really great about this? Like mm-hmm. her and Black Widow had the same chemistry that, that Cap and Black Widow had in the movie. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And I like the fact that that Peggy and Natasha are friends. And this because remember and she's last, still trying uh, to hook hook her up on dates like she was hooking up Steve on dates. <laughs> right. Because remember in ep- uh, our last podcast when we were talking about Natasha's relationships, um, how she mm. has these great platonic relationships with the men in her life, like Nick Fury yeah. and Steve and Clint. But that's the one thing I think was missing from the live action MCU. I don't know that Natasha actually had any women friends, partly because there were no other women, you know, members of the Avengers until Scarlet Witch. But until Scarlet I wouldn't Witch, say, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say that Black Widow and Scarlet Witch were friends. So yeah, I agree with that. I, I thought it was nice to see that they have like this, uh, you know, female friendship that you know is built on respect, right? And their skills mm-hmm. and ability, and also yeah. Yeah, you know me. You and I are in accord. The Winter Soldier is just that's on repeat. Movie. That's my movie. Like, depending <laughs> on the day you ask me, that's my number one movie. Some days, you know, Black Panther is my number one movie, but it's wow. it, you know fluctuates between those two in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I I love that. Um, so we see Peggy. Um, it's the recreation of Winter Soldier when she is on this mission to. Uh, uh, save the um, uh, the terrorists have taken over the Lemurian Star, which is a battleship. Um, mm-hmm. And so the there's you know so we see the same thing where she jumps out the plane and gets on the sh- uh, you know gets on the ship. She's fighting, and then of course Batroc is there. So in this universe, she gets to fight Batroc. Um, so, <laughs> so I was really interested to see like how uh, what her fighting style, because I mean, we we were introduced, you know, when we saw the Captain Carter episode, you and I, when we reviewed that episode, we were saying how um, Peggy's fighting style is just so different than Steve's. Yeah, she's, um, she's, she's mm-hmm. brutal. She's more like a boxer, Ooh. almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's just sort of, because like that fight scene in the live action movie, the fight scene between Bottrop and Steve was one of my favorites because what it does is it shows um, Steve's range of fighting styles, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. He was coming out with the Capoeira and the, you know, the Muay Thai. Like, he had everything. He was like, what you got? You know what I mean? And so yeah. this one, with this fight, I agree with you. The fight looked a little bit different. Batrock still had his same moves, but like mm-hmm. you said, Peggy is more of a bruiser, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So she, she was just she was just blocking his kicks, his punches. She was just like, she almost looked bored. Like, what else you got? She you did. I mean? She did. <laughs> and then in the middle of the fight, she was like, "Oh my god, look over there!" And I thought she, I thought it was a ploy for her to like, uh, you know, to to kind of um, to kind distract of get back yeah, distract backdrop. And then the watcher is right there, and he says, "You, Peggy Carter, you have been chosen." I was like, wow. <laughs> um, and so we see several scenes of this, of the watch, of the watch. And our theory was realized, right? I think yeah. uh, around episode five. Was it no. like five or six, maybe? We said that. Yeah, that there, there was this theory that the watcher, that these episodes were not just random, that somehow all these characters from the different episodes were going to get together and that is exactly what the watcher is doing he's going through different multiverses creating his own sort of galactic avengers if you will mm-hmm. so um let's so let's think of the the lineup so he recruits captain carter uh the yep. next the next scene is actually connected to what was that episode two yes where we saw no was it episode the one where ego found peter quill working at that yeah, that Dairy was episode Queen. two at the very was, end of episode two it was episode two and so i guess it's a continuation of there where ego is trying to um you know get the power absorb power from from peter like we saw much in guardians of the galaxy 2 and then uh t'challa star lord star lord mm-hmm. swoops in saves him and then actually blows ego up he puts a bomb <laughs> on ego <laughs> and then the watcher pops up and he says you star lord you are, you know, you've been chosen or whatever. Yes. So, yeah. So it's kind of cool. So we have Captain Carter, uh, T'Challa, T'Challa Star, Star Lord. Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we go to, uh, I feel like, is that Infinity War? Because it was Tony and Gamora. Yeah. That was like mm-hmm. the pre-Infinity War stuff, like where he was like floating around in space. I think it was like that. Yeah, time uh, Endgame. Period. I should say Endgame. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because in in the live action movie, it was Tony and uh, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. So I guess in this inverted universe, it is Gamora, um, and we can see that she her her armor looks different, and she basically has that same two sided blade as Thanos. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you how that scene cracked me up because the Watcher shows up. And then Tony is like, oh, oh, me? And he was like, the watcher was like, not you. Not you, Stark. <laughs> you, Gamora. And let me tell you something. It actually makes sense. And I understand now it just hit me why the watcher was salty with Tony, because this is all Tony's fault. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what yep. not that not that Tony, but the other Tony of that other universe that created Ultron. So all of this happened because of Tony. Yep. So I wouldn't want you on my team either. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he recruits this new Gamora. And I just want to say really quick, I know that we had seen a picture of this Gamora in the promo for What If? And I was hoping that Gamora would have her stand, was going to have a standalone episode, right? I feel like they dropped an episode. I, I think I saw an yeah. article from The Verge this morning saying that there was an episode with her that was dropped. That, yeah, because it just felt weird because I'm like all the other characters in this yep. episode we've seen in previous episodes and Gamora just pops up. I'm happy to see Gamora, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, and, and what was key is when he, when he saw Gamora, he called her, he referred to her as Killer, killer of Thanos. 
And yep. I'm like, listen, you don't drop something like that. <laughs> I would have loved to see that episode. Yeah. I mean, since it's streaming, there should be a way that they, maybe they can drop it as a bonus episode. What do you think? I hope so. I hope yeah. so. That would be um, nice. Oh my goodness. All right. So um, I was happy to see Gamora. Oh, uh, and then uh, who do we move to? We're in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And who do we, and then he recruits. Eric. Uh, Eric oh, my goodness. And what's interesting <laughs> is that that is like a cold scene. It's a cold open because we see Shuri and Pepper. And Pepper. And the yep, Dora Milaje. Yeah, or after Killmonger, where I basically it seems by their, uh, they're basically um, there to capture Killmonger because I guess they figured out that he is the one that killed T'Challa. That, yeah, like the whole hard. throne room seemed to be mm-hmm. trashed. So yeah. they, so they must have been in the middle of a fight. Yeah, that Killmonger episode was episode six, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And then I remember, and then remember, I had said this uh, when we had discussed this last week when we had our theory of him putting this, you know, galactic group together. I was like, "Oh my God, is he going to put that Killmonger with T'Challa's Star Lord? That's going to be real <laughs> awkward." So it was really fascinating to see the dynamics between those characters. So yeah, so basically he gets his, he gets them together. Uh, oh, and Thor. From from Las yep. Vegas from episode yeah, seven. Yeah, he was the last one. He was the last one, and uh, he basically spirits them away uh, to this pub. Um, and Peggy's like, "Wait a minute, this pub looks familiar." And then when she looks around, she sees a picture of Steve. Yep. You know, from episode one, skinny Steve, as we like to call him, um, or Slim Steve. And yeah, and then uh, Strange is behind the bar, and then he basically, you know, he and the Watcher basically give them the spiel that they are there. They've been gathered because Ultron is this threat. And not only is he a threat to their multiverse or their universe, he's there to destroy everything. Um, so they've mm-hmm. been chosen for their unique abilities. Um, so <laughs> it was, it, I, I, so the, what was the title? They, he called them uh, guardians of the multiverse. Yes. That was the title, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So what, so what did you think of the lineup? I mean, I was just like, this is an interesting lineup, especially once he picked Killmonger. I was like, why is he picking Killmonger? And of course, a Gomorrah, since we didn't really know anything about her, you know, that was kind of a surprise. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the the Thor and Captain Carter and, uh, you know, and T'Challa, that all made sense to me. I mean, as, as, you know, boneheaded as this Thor is, Mm-hmm. You know, he's very, he's very like college duty, but yeah. he's still Thor, you know, so. I don't know. This iteration of Thor, I wasn't here for it. I was like, send it back. He was cracking me up, though, <laughs> because he's got like all these Vegas lines now. Like, man, he's really all about Vegas. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So they basically come up with a plan where the idea is to separate Ultron right? Ultron vision from the armor that has the infinity stones. Um, and then right. Gamora reveals the fact that she has something. It's what, what's it called? The infinity stone crusher. Yeah. I think like it was this, like the infinity smasher or something. The infinity like that. Smasher, Yeah. Where basically it can destroy the stone. So um, they are now, so they are now sent to, uh, it's like this deserted planet or whatever, where they're just kind yeah, of spending like the night. No life. No life with there. And then, oh boy, they do a toast and here comes stupid Thor. And then he takes the, he takes Molnir and then, you know, he raises it up and has all this lightning and thunder. And of course it attracts Ultron. 
thing yeah. at Ultron Vision. And Doctor Strange is like, oh, oh, well, so much for getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so the, the the battle starts there on this abandoned planet. Um, and uh, yeah, and so Doctor Strange gives them a protection spell. Each of the members a protection spell. So it's like a it's like a coat of armor, right? Like a armor yeah. that you can't really see it. Like you see it for like two seconds. And I think that's one of the things I love the most about this episode. It like mm-hmm. called back to everything. Yeah. So, you know, they set up the protection spell armor thing and the, the Doctor Strange episode. So mm-hmm. when we saw it here, you know, we were hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. That is just so. Yeah. That battle scene was. <laughs> I was scared for them. I was like, I don't know. You know, this is because, you know, I think about like the battles that in the live action where the Avengers went up against. Uh, where the Avengers went up against Thanos, but I feel like this team had a little extra something. I'll say. Well, I mean, was, yeah. Huh? No, I was gonna say uh, Doctor Strange Supreme is that dude. I love him. I must say, me too. Me too. I can't think, like he he was really the MVP for this episode because he was pulling out spells and I mean we'll get so the battle starts on that abandoned planet, right and. The, mm-hmm. the the actual plan was for T'Challa, Star-Lord. Uh, that whole battle was a distraction so T'Challa could steal the Soul Stone. Was it the, the Soul Stone, right? Um, yeah. And so he steals it off of <laughs> Ultron Vision's uh, armor. <laughs> Another callback to his yeah. episode. Right. Yeah, he's a the thing. sticky he's, fingers thing. He's yeah. a sticky fingers thing. And so, and, you know, I, I have to say that, you know, um, you know, most of the voice talent, a lot of the original actors are back. Um, you know, Jeffrey Wright is the Watcher. Uh, Haley Atwell is Peggy Carter. Um, Lake Bell is back voicing Natasha, uh, Black Widow. I have to say, I remember that first episode, episode three, when, you know, the Avengers were getting picked off. And so that's yeah. what, that was the first uh, Black Widow appearance. And uh, Lake Bell voiced her. And I was a little like, mm, I don't know. Let's see. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah. ah, I, but I have to say the other the other two episodes that I have seen Lake Bell voice Black Widow, it, she's grown on me. I must say. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Last episode was like way better than this episode. Like, yeah, she was just matter of fact. When you were talking about MVPs, I put Doctor Strange and her as the MVP. Yes, absolutely. MVPs this episode, absolutely. And I would say Cap, uh, Captain Carter. Yeah. Captain yeah. Carter. For sure. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so the battle starts on this abandoned planet. T'Challa uh, steals Soul Stone, and then they uh, go through a portal, and then they are back in Romania, where we left Black Widow in episode right. eight. On in her in her timeline. In her timeline, so it's a different. So yeah, so it's this different that is the Black Widow that we saw from episode eight. Um, and then she's seeing all these people appear and then, you know, Peggy basically talks her down because Black Widow draws her gun on them. And she was like, you know, the Peggy, the, the Natasha or the Black Widow that I know in my world, we are, I think she says she refers to them as BFFs or whatever. And so Natasha was like, all right. (laughs) So Black Widow was like, all right. Um, and then (laughs) that's where, now I gotta tell you that final battle scene in, Mm uh, in, in Russia where they have that final that is some of the best choreographed fighting that I have ever seen. Like it was this, so good. Yep. And yeah. this is exactly why I hate when people put down animation mm-hmm. because you can do this in animation. I feel like way better. And of course, way cheaper 
then you could do it live action. I mean, they can really push the limits and animation and they did. I agree because, and I, I totally agree with you. Cause I like, I was, while I was enjoying the action sequences, right? Like this final mm-hmm. fight uh, versus Ultron vision, you know, in my head, I, I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, could they have pulled this off in live action? You need a lot of CGI, yeah. which, which at some point too much CGI can detract. You know what I'm exactly. saying? From, so exactly. I feel like, and so I agree with you that animation uh, gives them more space uh, to do certain stunts and fights and whatever, kind of like Into the Spider-Verse. Like when I think about Into the mm-hmm. Spider-Verse, I was like, hmm, would it have been as good as live action? Mm-mm, probably not. <laughs> yeah. And the cool a, thing is they used mm-hmm. that space. Like they pushed it. Yeah. They did some really cool stuff. Oh my gosh. Yo, let me tell you something. That part where... Uh, you know, when they're fighting Ultron Vision and then Natasha gets the idea, she sees that that uh, arrow, the one that where they downloaded Zola's listen. consciousness. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Black Widow tells Peggy, listen, you know, I need you to help me get this, you know, um, to, to, for us to be able to download Zola's consciousness into Ultron. That action sequence was perfection, Robert. That was, it was perfection. amazing. It really was. Because you're seeing Peggy, like, basically flying through the air. Right. And then the touches <laughs> on her motorcycle, just, you know, ramping off of buildings. And then she hands off, you know, Natasha gets in the air with her motorcycle, hands off the arrow to Peggy. And then Peggy just basically jumps on Ultron's head and sticks it in his eye. And I was like, number one. That was like a still frame shot right there really with was. her on the motorcycle. It really that. was. Yes, absolutely. Kind of like the, the same shot from episode eight when Clint was falling mm-hmm. down, right? So it was just, and I think that's what I love about the animation of what if it is definitely, while it is definitely telling a story animated form, it is still showing reverence to the, to the, to the comic book source, right? So yes. there's a lot of shots, flash shots throughout the episodes where you're like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I just loved it. And oh, so all this, you know, the, the fighting is going on. Not only was that scene incredible to me, but, you know, Strange was just, you know, giving Ultron Vision the business. <laughs> the part, Robert, where his he came out with the tentacles? Yes. Yo, I was like, oh, and, because it was huge. It, like, they almost looked like they were rolling. Like, they were, and then they basically yeah. kind of enveloped Ultron. Because remember, Ultron had made himself really, really, really big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then he just took the tentacles and basically wrapped <laughs> this, you know, enlarged version of Ultron in these tentacles, and like, and he just went full Dark Strange. All the stuff that we saw from Episode Four that he had absorbed, he gave everything in that scene. And, and you actually, and, mm-hmm. no, I was gonna say that thing with the tentacles that mm-hmm. like look like snakes. That was another callback because he did that to Strange. He did that to the Good Strange when they were in the oh. parking lot. He had like. Remember they were like snaking across the parking lot, Adam? Yes, yes. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Wow. I was just like, yeah, I was just sort of like, man, can we get a Dark Strange movie? <laughs> or I least, mean, hey, multiverse might be that. Or 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 Dark Strange uh or you know, Strange Supreme, like I would watch like an animated series of <laughs> I really yeah. would. Like Me too. No shade. You know, I think Doctor Strange, comic book wise, I think his character is fascinating. The live mm-hmm. action version, like the first movie, I was like, eh. I mean, we talked about this. We're like, eh. But I feel like 
to me. I, I like um, his cameo in Thor Ragnarok was was cool. I loved him in Infinity War. I felt like they had more uh, the the writers had more of a idea of how to use uh, Strange, especially putting up against Tony. But I have to say that I feel that What If, out of all the MCU properties, I feel What If has done the best job with Strange. I have to say. They absolutely have. I mean, his episode alone is just like one of the more perfect episodes. It really is. It really and to and 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 it's mind blowing to think that what when we were watching episode four, this is what they were planning. We didn't even know that. We just thought right. that was the end. He's, you know, in his, <laughs> his hell of his own making, mourning the death of his, you know, Christine yet again. And then come to find out that he's going to end up being the hero or one of the yeah. major heroes. Like, wow. I was just like, well done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. And I, I wonder if Benedict Cumberbatch were looking at, was looking at these uh, scripts like, man, how come I don't get this in the live action version? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just wondering. He had to be. He had to be. I was just like, I mean, there. I feel like, are they shooting uh, Doctor Strange too? What is that? Multi Multiverse I, of Madness, right? I think so. I think they're shooting mm-hmm. it, or it's, mm-hmm. or just rap shooting. It just rap shooting because I think they shot it overseas in London. I feel like, or I think I don't so. Think, I don't think they shot it here. Yeah. Wow. He. D- I was just like, just that that whole sequence was just everything. Just everything. Um, so basically, uh, Zola is is downloaded into Ultron's uh, brain, into Ultron's head, and then it turns into this great screen where it's like these digitized <laughs> versions of Zola and Ultron talking to each other. So basically, you, we're looking inside Ultron's head. I love that scene. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it felt very Matrixy. Very. Very. And so Zola is sort of like, Ultron is sort of like, hey, what are you doing here? What are you trying to do? And Zola was like, well, you know, as part of Hydra, I was trying to, you know, take over the world. But I think now I got to take you down. You know what I mean? So (laughs) there's sort of like a battle of Zola taking over Ultron. And while all of this is going on, Killmonger, because we had seen Killmonger tinkering with something back when they were on that abandoned planet. Didn't know what it was and come to find out that what he was tinkering with was some sort of machine that uh, extracted the Infinity Stones from Ultron's body and then Killmonger uh, transferred it to himself. So now he had like a suit of armor that was similar to Ultron. Now, (laughs) should we have been surprised at this? Not really. (laughs) What did you think of that plot twist? I was just shaking my head like this. Man. I was just, you know, I was just waiting to, I mean, I didn't know it was exactly going to be that, but I was yeah. just waiting to see what he was going to do. And then once I saw him holding, because basically Thor brought that Ultron head with him uh, when they got transported to that bar and then we're getting a briefing. Uh-uh. And then, and, and during that scene, you could see that uh, Killmonger was like eyeing the Ultron head. Oh, and boy. he just started carrying it around with him. But yeah, like once I saw him doing that, I was like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> so basically he, so now Killmonger has the infinity stones. And then he basically says to the team, like, Hey, you know, the watcher owes us this. Like he was like with these stones, with this power, you know, we can go back to our respective universes and we can, you know, change things or whatever. And I think he go and he's, Killmonger does not play fair because he kind of goes for like people's weak spots, right? Yep. Because he goes to 
Peggy goes to Captain Carter and he was like, oh, you can go back and be with, you know, go back and be with your love. And I was like, see, that's a low blow. You didn't have to go there, Killmonger. Um, he know, and he knew everybody's weak spot already. Like he's paying attention mm-hmm. to everything everybody says. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, speaking of, you know that that exchange where Killmonger is like, you know, you can go back in time to be with Steve. Reminds me earlier when they were on that abandoned planet, and I think uh, Strange's hand kind of turned into a tentacle or something. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he wasn't, like he kind of lost control of his corporal. Oh form. yeah, I do and then Peggy, that. and then Peggy just looks at him with compassion and was just like, what happened? And then I love what strange said to her. He was like, same thing that happened to you. Love. I was like, damn, damn. Strange ain't playing. (laughs) But different outcomes, right? Like, you know, the, the love, love made strange insane, like just power hungry. Whereas Peggy just, it just motivated her to want to do good. You know what I mean? Right. Peggy Peggy was selfless. mm -hmm. And yes. Strange was selfish. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, yeah. So they, uh, Killmonger guys tries to entice the rest of the of the team. You know, let's use these Infinity Stones or whatever. And then Zola, <laughs> in Ultron's body, you see a like sort of like an avatar of his face on on Ultron's chest. Um, the the body of Ultron. He was like, "Hey, I think you have something that belongs to me. Those stones belong to me." And so it becomes this battle between uh killmonger and and zola for the stones and let's be clear i didn't want any of them to have it they were both terrible choices um and so that's when strange it occurs to strange when he's looking at them fighting he was like wait a minute we weren't supposed to win this battle right like we we weren't that that wasn't the goal and then all of a sudden he encases zola in Ultron's body and Killmonger in like this dark crystal, kind of the same, the, the sort of the same thing that he encased himself in at the end of episode right. four, and then minimizes it so now he can hold it in his hands. And basically, you know, he goes back to his dimension, and then the Watcher tells him, it, you know, he tells the Watcher, "Oh, this was your plan all along. You knew what was going to happen. You knew that Killmonger was going to, you know, betray us, blah, blah blah or whatever." And the Watcher was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, the ain't shit. He ain't shit. I was like, so you sent these people to pro- to probably die, and you didn't really tell them what the end game was, so to speak. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, we should have known that, right? Like, the Watcher cannot be one upped. Seriously, right? Someone who knows the past, the present, and the future, you cannot get up on this guy. Like, you know what I mean? I think, I think, I think Ultron had him shook for a second, but I think once he kind of gathered himself and kind of you know, whatever. I think that was, so yeah, that goes to what you were saying about how there was a, there was a deliberate, um, it was deliberate in the people that the watcher picked for that team. So I think he knew kill, as he said, Killmonger was going to steal the soul, blah, blah, blah. And so he, he entrusted, uh, strange with this crystal that has Zola and Killmonger still fighting each other. And he's basically <laughs> like, you, you're going to have to watch them. You know what I mean? He was like that. You're you're now the guardian of watching yeah. these two. And Your sure job for eternity is to make sure they don't get Ugh. out. Good lord! I mean, strange seems to accept. I guess I, I, in my head, the way I interpret is that I think Strange is trying to pay his debts because I think he knew yeah. what he did in Episode Four was so horrific. Um, yeah, so that's exactly so, what I yeah, thought too. Yeah, there's there's definitely a more there's more humility in this 
dark strange in this episode. Like he's, he's realized the error of his ways. Um, and I think he more than made up for his mistakes. I think, I think he definitely acquitted himself. Um, and so, yeah. And so basically the characters go back to their respective multiverses. Um, what's interesting is that Peggy kind of hangs back and she's looking at a picture of Steve and the watcher is like, I know what you're thinking. You want to go back? And he's <laughs> like, no. He was like, listen, the, the world that you're in needs a Captain Carter. So you got to go back. And then she kind of looks at Black Widow, that, you know, the, the Black Widow from episode eight. And she was like, yeah, I got to go and everything. And then what's interesting <laughs> is that Black Widow does not go through that door. Because yeah. she was like, what, what am I going back to? Because my multiverse, everyone is dead. Because Ultron had just like, you know, deployed the nukes and just blew up the planet. And she kind of looks at the watcher and she was like, well, can you, I mean, can't you do anything? Like, can you, can you kind of undo what, you know, Ultron did? And then the watcher's like, nope. He was like, I, I can't, you know, he goes back to his, I, I can't interfere. I can't, whatever, whatever. Uh, but what he does that I do like is that while he does not bring Natasha, he, while he can't undo the damage that Ultron did in her multiverse, he does bring her to another multiverse where we mm-hmm. see they're on a, a fighter, uh, a, a, a fighter, a helicarrier, a helicarrier. And it's Captain America. I think we see, uh, 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 Captain Marvel and some other Avengers and Nick Fury. They're clearly in the, in the middle of a battle against Loki. I'm like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> so I'm guessing this is Avengers. This is probably Avengers 2012. Am I correct? Or, or yeah. I mean, with the addition of Captain Marvel to it. Yep. Oh, that's, what it that's seemed true. Like. Or maybe because they're saying because because um, the watcher says that they lost their Natasha. So maybe this, yeah. maybe the maybe this, this is later best. on. Maybe this, maybe this is, later is like on. post Endgame or something. Yeah, because well, I was thinking about that because I was like, in Endgame, Captain America is no longer there. Oh yeah, that's right. So it's so it's some sort of different type of multiverse where we have. A different, you know, like a, an Avengers team, right? And Loki mm-hmm. is there, so yeah, it definitely has callbacks to the original Avengers movie. And so the Watcher was like, "What, you know, I can't fix your multiverse. I can, I can bring you here. You know what I mean? They, they don't yeah. have a Black Widow here." Um, and then she just jumps right into battle and fucks <laughs> up Loki, just pops him in the head and takes his <laughs> scepter and takes him out or whatever. So, um, and then I think we see an ending where Captain Carter is now back in her universe, the way, you know, it started with Winter Soldier. And when uh, they're on the ship and then Black Widow tells Captain Carter, she was like, I think I know what they were hiding. And then they go down, uh, they're in the bottom of the ship. And then uh, Captain Carter looks through the, you know, the portal of this room. And she was like, wait a minute, isn't that the Hydra stopper? You know, from, from episode one. <laughs> and Natasha says to her, she was like, yeah, and there's someone inside. And it, the episode just ends. And I was like, oh, y'all gonna give Peggy her happy ending. Yay! Uh-huh. I, I mean, I'm hoping it's Steve. I would hope that it is Steve. That is it, has, it has to be. I'd be so mad yeah. if it wasn't. Yeah, you know, and it was just like... And, you know, I've, I've always said this, that out of the MCU... I mean, the MCU is not big on romance. Like, they have romances. I think Scarlet Witch and, and Vision are definitely, like, they kind of fall within the trope of the Star starstruck lovers right where they have a tragic love story and i always felt that even before them steve and peggy's love story was just always i have a soft spot for them 
You know what I mean? Me too. Because That's the it, one for me. It's it's such a because it was just it was just tragic, right? Because it was like he sacrificed himself at the end of First Avenger, right? They were you know because mm-hmm. clearly there was chemistry between him and Peggy. They did kiss at one point, you know, when before they went on the final mission, and then you know Steve took the ship down to you know, whatever. Um, and so they never. And then by the time Steve woke up in, you know, 70 years later, <laughs> Peggy is too old. She's in a nursing home. Like, let me tell yeah. you something. Uh, Winter Soldier, that scene where Steve visits Peggy in the nursing mm-hmm. home always gets me. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's not like I haven't seen this movie 20 times <laughs> before, but that scene always, oh, it just, it just breaks my heart. It's like they never had that chance to be together. And I think that's why, I really loved at the ending of Endgame in the live action version, we got to see that last shot of Steve and Peggy dancing in this living room. Um, yeah. And I was just like, and I was just like, they deserve that. You know what I mean? I was like, Steve mm-hmm. deserved that. Peggy deserved that. I mean, I still have my own little theories because some people, I mean, I think you remember this, Robert, when Endgame came out, some people were like critiquing the ending. They were like, oh, Steve went back and he just, live the suburban life and just let the world, you know, burn. And I'm like, that's not Steve. Like I could not see Steve giving up the shield and just, you know, mowing the lawn, you know what I mean? And scratching his balls Mm -hmm. on the lawn. Like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not Steve. My theory, when I watched the end of, when I watched that last shot of Endgame, I think it was a moment in time. Cause remember he was on that final mission to give, you know, to return the stones back to their Mm -hmm. final thing i think steve maybe did a a, a time jump to see who peggy was i'd like to see how peggy was doing um but i don't think he would do that and the reason why i say that is because not only is steve not a selfish person where he would just you know live in obscurity in a suburb while all these things are going on i was like that's not steve i think the other reason why steve would not have stayed with Peggy to have this life is because he knows that Peggy is going to go on to be one of the founding members of shield. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, when he woke up from the ice, he was reading up on all the missions and all the work that he did and knowing how Steve loved Peggy and the fact that, and we always say how he has such respect for women. um, I don't think he would do something to alter that timeline. No, I agree. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like, all he wanted to do was mm-hmm. get his dance with Peggy. I, I agree. feel like he went back, got his dance, and that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah, and then just kind of, you know, was like, yeah, I agree. I agree. Because at the house, I'm like, that, you know, maybe my husband went out to get some milk. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Because I could see him, like, showing up, you uh-huh. know, because he would tell Peggy, like, even yeah. if he was, like, traveling time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he would just be like, you know, I just want to get that dance we never got. Absolutely. And they had their dance and he yeah. left. I think so. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. I was like, nah, he didn't stay. He didn't stay. I yeah. think he just, whatever. Although the question is, there's always been this question, like back to that scene in Winter Soldier where he visits her in the nursing home on the nightstand next to Peggy, there are some family photos. So there is a picture. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there's a picture of Peggy with these two uh, brunette children, uh, brunette haired children. The question is, are those Peggy, we never, we're never given the answer if those are Peggy's children or if that's a niece and a nephew. Or like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, because remember, she told Steve, uh, um, 
in Winter Soldier, when Steve went to visit the memorial at the Smithsonian, and remember there's like footage of interviews and it's an older Peggy, you know, kind of like in her forties and fifties. Right. And then remember mm-hmm. she says that, um, you know, she owed Steve and everything because Steve ended up in one of Steve's mission. He ended up saving the man that she would end up marrying. Oh, that's right. So I, I do like, remember hmm, that. Who is she talking about? So, I mean, that's been like the million dollar question. Um, who was Peggy? You know, who did Peggy end up end up marrying? I'm like, clearly it couldn't have been Steve because Steve's picture would have been, you know, what whatever. Um, I'm just wondering. I mean, the person that I always wanted Peggy to be with was, um, do you remember uh, Agent Carter? Agent Carter. The guy who The guy had, with the crutch. Yes. I love them yeah. together. I forgot what his Me name too. is. Me too. I can't remember his name either. So I always try to tell myself like they're, they ended up together. That's what I tell. I, I like I, that. I like that idea. Yeah, so I don't know, but I mean, because he was a soldier, it, he fits. Mm-hmm. He fits the profile, right? He's around the same age. He um, does. Yeah, and so oh, his uh, it was Daniel Sousa. So 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 yes. Sousa Sousa. Yes. Yeah, I loved him, and he and Haley Atwell had great chemistry. So my theory, and I guess your theory too, is that Peggy ended up with Sousa. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're story. going with. That's what that's we're going with. I love it. And it would it would make sense because if then those children that are in the picture are have very dark dark hair, mm-hmm. very much much like so. Although, catch me if I'm wrong, Robert. Let me before I I mess up. I while I didn't watch Agents of Shield, so Sosa did Sousa did show up in one of the later seasons, did he not? I'm pretty sure he did, but I think yeah. by that time I had I, I wasn't watching it on a regular mm. basis anymore, so I okay. missed that episode. Yeah, he had some sort of romance. Was it with Quake? I don't remember who it was, but I mean, clearly he couldn't have you know stayed in that timeline for too long or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so overall, what is your impression if you had to grade? Now that we've seen all nine episodes of What If. What would you grade it from A to F? What would you give it? I'm giving it an A. I'm not giving it an A plus mm-hmm. mainly because the Gamora thing, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of like came out of nowhere. So I feel like we're missing an episode. Right. And then I just wish we got a little longer <laughs> in, I agree. The, in the finale. <laughs> okay. So that's you, a solid A. That's a solid A. Okay. So if you had to list your top three episodes of season one, what would it be? Mm, it would be episode eight. Mm-hmm. The the first Ultron episode. Yes. It'd be the Doctor Strange episode. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it's like a tie between Captain Carter and, and T'Challa just for, you know, because I love both of them so much. Right. You know, that that's a heart call right there. <laughs> mm. So um, I guess I'll go with, I'll probably go with Captain Carter. Just oh, because I love one? Steve and Peggy so much. Damn. Wow. Yeah, that's high praise. And it's so funny. I, I can't wait for the fanboys to hear this podcast and the fact that you put that number one. Because we saw the reviews. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, no, I think number one is episode eight. Oh, episode eight. Oh, Captain Carter. Oh, you said yeah. I think Captain Carter's number three. Yeah, number three for me. Okay, but the fact that you put it on a top three list, they're gonna be upset. Because listen, we saw the reviews. I was like, "What do you mean the Captain Carter episode was bad?" Like, I don't know how people didn't like that one. That one's so good. If you don't like that episode, you ain't got no soul. I just, I can't. (laughs) 
we cannot but you know, be friends. I'm biased. Well, you're biased too, because like right. Cap is my favorite of the characters and Cap and Peggy are two of my favorite characters. Yeah. And, you know, Winter Soldier is my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And First Avenger is like in my top five now. That movie has gone higher and higher for me the longer the MCU has gone. Oh, which which movie? First Avenger. Oh, First Avenger. Yes. Yeah. Now, let like, me. That movie's so good. I really, I underappreciate, I did not appreciate First Avenger for what it was. I, I'll admit that when it first came out, I was like, ooh, this movie's kind of cheesy. Yeah. But, yeah. but when you put it together in the whole Captain America trilogy, because there's also this question, like, which is the best trilogy or the best franchise in the MCU? I'm going to have to go with the Captain America one. Me too. Because you're starting with First Avenger, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and then you're going to Civil War. Not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Civil War is the worst of the three. You okay, know? <laughs> so even their bad is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, like to to get from, but the thing is, like, I what I didn't realize is that what I what I was saying was corniness, or what I was interpreting as corniness in the first Avenger was really an homage to those type of movies that came out in the 1940s. They were really trying to stay within the style of those movies you know, in the 1940s during World War II. It was all about patriotism and whatever. But as I watched Captain America, I realized that the screenwriters were actually kind of poking fun at it. They didn't take it seriously. Yeah, they were, for sure. And once I saw that, once I watched it again, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And so I I did a watch of all three. And then when you watch all three, they really come together. Like, And especially that connection between First Avenger and Winter Soldier to see how... Steve has evolved, right? Yeah, the way they established mm-hmm. him in First Avenger mm-hmm. is what's what makes his arc so amazing, you know, once you get to Endgame. Like you see, that's like one of the most mm-hmm. perfect character arcs in any comic book movies. I agree. I agree. And 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 I think uh, you know, and even in what if this smaller version of Steve who didn't take the super serum, he's Still don't. Still that way. He's yeah. Still that dude. And I was like, see? And, you know, we said that when we were doing our recaps of, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that the reason why they could never replicate another Captain America, at least, is because it was Steve Rogers. It wasn't the serum, it was who he was as a person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he was always a hero. So even if he didn't take the, the serum, as we saw in episode one of Captain Carter, he he just had the heart of a lion. Like he just he he was brave. He was good. He was you know an ally to women. Like those things never change. And he's supportive of the people around him. Absolutely. And he he just has natural leadership. Listen, that last scene that we saw in What If we need to have an episode. Is it Steve? Are, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they are, are they going to be like reuniting and just like? Well, I mean, we got season two, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would I would really love to see the captain I guess with my top 3 I can't number them because it's hard, but oh, let's see. Captain Carter is definitely on the top 3 list for sure. Um the Doctor Strange episode for sure. <laughs> um and then it would have to be a tie between Okay, so Captain Carter uh, the Doctor Strange episode, and I'd have to say, it, the tie would be between the Star Lord T'Challa episode and episode eight. What if Ultron yep. won? I mean, the tones yep. are totally different, 
yeah. with those episodes, which is so funny to me. But I love each of them for very different reasons. You know. Yeah. What I'm so our top four basically the same. Yeah. The other one would be my four too. <laughs> it's so, so good. I mean, like, we might have a different order, but we basically have the same top four. The same top. The Captain Car. You can't fuck with it. Like I don't care what nobody says. It's just a dope episode. It's just so. It great. is. Yeah, like that you know. montage when she's in the air is. Yes. That is like some of the most amazing animation I've ever seen. It was, and and what I loved is the it's it's like our in our list the the tones of the episodes are so different because Captain Carter was just so optimistic and so you know what i mean yeah. about woman power and then you flip to like episode four or like episode two with star lord and it's like oh it's still like an optimism right and then you get to but yeah in a four. different way like in that family way yes in a family way and then episode four with the strange episode it was like oh my god like it was <laughs> that was a dark ass episode but i marvel was like it. oh y'all don't think we can do dark here you yeah. go here yeah yeah and I, I will say this. I mean, if we're critiquing certain or episodes we may not have loved, because we can talk about that too. So we have our top three. We can talk about the episodes that maybe we didn't like as much or whatever. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> the Marvel zombie episode, I was expecting a little bit more. I kind of want, like, like the, way <laughs> it, the way the strange episode was just dark and nihilistic. I was kind of hoping mm-hmm. for that. I mean, it did have that in some ways, but... I think I was expecting more. It was good, uh-huh. but it was not great, which is why yeah. it's not on my top three list. What did you think? Yeah, I like that one. That's like kind of like a near the, it's not the worst one in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like mm-hmm. the one that I could just do away with is the party Thor one. That was yeah, fun. It was, whatever. It was fine, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I wouldn't miss it. Eh, yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk about the episodes we wouldn't miss. Okay. So we, we wouldn't miss. Party Thor. We wouldn't miss episode seven, right? Okay, yeah. Thor was an only child. Okay. Um, you know what I was what I was thinking? Maybe what the episode should have... Maybe the f- episode should have focused on Loki instead of Thor. It probably would have been more interesting. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. To just kind of see this lens of Because I Loki. feel like Thor is not mm-hmm. that interesting by himself. I always like Thor and in when he's with you know the Avengers or he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I like him in a group environment. I don't really care for the character alone. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with even that. Ragnarok was good because he was with Hulk and and um, mm-hmm. Valkyrie. Yeah, you know, no, so. I, I mean I do think that it was a much better this that version of Thor or Thor and Ragnarok was better written and had more personality and Loki too and Loki yes and Loki too. too and they're. Their dynamic is just, just shaking your head. Yeah. Lord Jesus. Yes, I'll agree. Yeah. Party Thor, eh. Nah, nah, like that episode. Marvel Zombie, eh. Nah. Um, That's hmm. really the only one that I could do without. I like all the other ones. I know you don't care for, like, the the murder mm-hmm. mystery one a lot, but I like that one. Um, I didn't dislike it. It was good. <laughs> was it great? Is it going to make my top three? It was three? different. No. I like, I like that different. they, like, attempted to do a lot of different stuff in this series. And that just I all, agree. It seemed very uh, Law and murder. Order and Murder yes. Mystery all together. I agree. It was sort of, it almost had, like, Agatha Christie vibes. Like, yeah. type of Indians. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. So, I definitely like this idea. No, I, I mean... I think I need to revisit episode three again. I didn't, I didn't, when I watched it again, I watched it the second time. I was like, okay, I like it a little yeah. bit more. You than didn't I hate it, but yeah. No, 
Yeah, but yeah. it's not, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think there's definitely there are some standout episodes in episode one. I think over, overall, if I would grade season one, I would give it a B. Okay. I'll that's, give it a B. That's good. Yeah, that's good. and then, you know, I think with season two, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see what they will do with episode two um, if the Watcher... Something tells me in epi- in season two, the Watcher's going to break his oath yet again. <laughs> well, like he your- has to, because we know in the comics he constantly breaks his oath. So. Does he now? Okay, <laughs> it's see, just I a matter of time. It. Yeah, he's oh, broken his oath several times, though. That's his, okay. That's his okay. thing. Yeah, so, I mean, there's more... Okay, so here's a question for you. Which characters would you want to see in episodes? Because each each episode is sort of like it's character centric, right? Like there's a who would you want to see an episode about in, in, in season it's, two? In series two? Mm-hmm. Wow. I it's kind of weird because I don't really know who we get to pick from. Do we get to pick from characters that have been introduced in the TV shows? You know, like Monica mm-hmm. and Stuff yeah. like that, or what? Hey, I would MCU. like to see Monica in an episode. Me too. Me too. Like oh, her God. own episode. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I mean, now she's she's been established in WandaVision. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that would be cool. I'm trying to think who I would want to see an episode about. Um, <laughs> um I'm trying to think who would I want to see because oh, the episode one they kind of they used a lot of people. Um, yeah, I'd like you know to see what? that Gamora episode if it actually exists. I'd like to see it too. <laughs> I would like to see it too. Well, for series for season two, I, w- I remember you know last week's episode. The one of my theories is that maybe they were going to introduce since it was the multiverse, they were going to introduce the Fantastic Four and X Men. Now that mm-hmm. Disney has the rights to these franchises, oh, I got one for you. Speaking of Go properties that they got. I would love to see an episode with Deadpool. <laughs> and what if? Ooh, that would be so fun. <laughs> and you got to get Ryan Reynolds. I, you like, got to get Reynolds. You got yes. to. He would have so much fun with that. He really would. Now, let me be clear. I love, like, you know, not all of the uh, live action actors got to voice the animated characters. And I think, you know, we've said this throughout the season. The stand-in voice actors have been doing a fantastic job. I love Josh Keating as Captain mm-hmm. America. As we mentioned, I think Lake Bell does a a really a good job as Black Widow, but when it comes to Deadpool, it's gotta yeah, be gotta Ryan be Reynolds. Reynolds. It gotta Can't, be. It gotta be. Yeah. So I'm thinking like Ryan Reynolds, and I would love to see an episode with like the X Men. That would listen. If mm. we get an X Men episode, it's time. Twitter it's, gonna blow. Gonna blow time. up. Listen, we we all up. agree that the X Men franchise over at Fox was very hit or miss. Okay. Yeah, like, like Logan's yeah. really the only thing I really love over there. Wow. Oh, Logan is just oh, a Logan's amazing. Episode. Mm. Logan's amazing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what did you think of First Class? You didn't. You didn't like X Men First Class. <laughs> it's one of those movies. Like I, I kind of thought it was mid when it first comes out, but the more right. I've watched First Class, the worse I think it is. Mm-hmm. And having January Jones. As Emma Frost, it may be one of the worst casting, I, you know, jobs yes. I've ever seen. Yes. I always said that for, yeah, she was terrible. Who they should have cast was Natalie Dormer. That's who Ooh, they should have cast. Oh, my goodness. She would eat that up. 
she is I she just has that iciness and that regalness. Like she would be actually funny enough, she was in First Avenger. Remember, she was the one who kissed Steve and Peggy walked That's in on right. them. That's you right. That's right. Yeah. And I didn't even recognize her at first because her hair color was different. But I feel like Natalie Dormer would make a great uh She would yeah, and she kind Emma of Frost. exudes that kind of like mean sexiness mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that Emma Frost does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, which actors now that I'm just thinking of actresses, um, that I would love to see in the MCU. Uh, what was, uh, Eva Green. Remember her from Penny Dreadful? Listen, you know how much I love Eva Green. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know which Mar- which MCU character she would be, but I feel like she belongs in the MCU. Somewhere. You know who she'd be good? Yeah. As, uh-huh. so, oh, well, no, no. Cause I think she's supposed to be, uh. I think she's uh, Celine is like a an ethnic char- uh, character, but mm-hmm. she's got that uh, you know Celine in the X Men. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's she's kind of got like that vampiric mm-hmm. uh, abilities and stuff like that. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like Hellfire Club would fit Eva Green. I agree. Big time. Agree. Yeah, I think she would be great. Even and then, if you made a character just for her. <laughs> yeah. You know who else I think she would be really cool as is um uh in uh in the Thor storyline, she's the sorceress. Is it the enchantress or Adora? Oh yeah. She'd yeah. make a great she'd make a great enchantress for sure. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, like I'm just thinking about her and Tom Hiddleston, like I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah they'd yeah. eat scenery together. I think so too. Yeah. So, alrighty. So we're done with season one. It feels like it went by so quick. It did. Right. It did. So I mean, what, it's what, been like what almost two and a half months. Two and a half months. And so, what's what's next on the roster for Disney uh, for the MCU streaming? Hawkeye. Wah, wah. I mean, I saw the trailer. I was like, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out <laughs> mainly because of. Kate, you know, Kate Bishop. Yeah, I like you know? her. I like the actress. Yeah, so yeah. I will check it out to see how it is, but I'm not very excited. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. he's not like the most standalone whatever. I think the only thing that is, um, that's compelling me to want to watch it is because at the end of the Black Widow movie, when Yelena uh, goes to visit uh, Natasha's yeah. grave and then, um, uh, Madam Hydra, right, tells her, mm-hmm. hey, I got a job for you or whatever, because clearly that's who she's been working for. And she was like, you know, I'm going to help, you know, this is the guy that was responsible for your sister's death. And then when she opens up the file, it's a picture of Hawkeye. So from what I understand, Florence Pugh, who plays Yelena, will be, be in, in Hawkeye. That's the only reason why I'm watching. That's it. Yeah. Like the <laughs> only time I ever liked Hawkeye was last episode on What If. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah they never explained how he got that cybernetic arm all right you know what i mean i was just like i guess not everything needs explained like, yeah. so the hawkeye series we'll see i don't know yeah, i we'll mean see. i'll check it out i'll check it out what was like when it came out did what was the buzz like on on the on social media when the trailer came out it was it seemed like i mean they, i don't think black twitter was too pot, hot on it but i mean i saw people were excited about it so I will say that are there any black people in Hawkeye? Any black characters? Or uh, I don't remember seeing. I don't any. think so. See, that's where they so. messed. Up. That's where they messed up right there. <laughs> I was like, listen, how y'all gonna have a Disney series in twenty twenty one? You don't have no. I guess we'll black see. People. We'll yeah. see, but it it was it, I didn't see any of that uh, in yeah, the trailer or anything I'm like looking, that. So yeah, I'm looking at the 
IMDb. IMDb. I mean, I see who's my, Maya Lopez. Who's that? Um, mm. Yeah, I'm looking at the list. Is that the character name or the actress? It's the character's name. Mm. That name doesn't sound familiar. Damn, yo, this show is white. Yeah. Wow. Mm-mm. Yeah. They, they need to do better with that. Like, <laughs> come on, I've got all the other Disney streaming series that have a diverse cast, and then you all come out with this? That's not cool. Yeah. That's not Yeah, cool. I guess I'll wait to see if some characters show. But, I mean, if IMDb's not showing it, I guess we're not getting a whole lot. <laughs> mm. All right. I mean, I like Haley, Haley Stenfield. Is that Steinfeld? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, mean, I won't be watching this like when I get up in the morning. No. Nope. I, 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 I won't even care if I get spoiled, to be honest. I mean, I think it's fair to say that we probably won't be doing recaps. Or maybe <laughs> maybe just like the first episode and like the season finale or anything. But I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you. I mean, I just don't feel like that's something. Yeah. Like you said, like I'm going to be waking up early in the morning. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But let's see. Yeah. We'll watch the first episode. We'll do a we'll do a review of episode one, and if we like it, maybe we might come back. If not, you'll see that us on Twitter. Good. Yeah, that that's, sounds that's good. It. Um, and then oh god, what's next? And so after Hawkeye, what what else do they have? Uh, I don't know what's after Hawkeye. Yeah, because I know season two, like Loki, season two has been confirmed. WandaVision, I think that's a it's a it's a complete story. I don't think they need to come back for season two. Yeah. I mean um, I know which shows are coming up. I know Armor Wars is on deck, but I don't know yeah like if it started filming. I don't know right. if it's the next one to come out or what. Oh, and then oh the She Hulk series is supposed to be coming out. Oh yeah. Um, the, that the Kam- might be the next one to come out. Yeah, and then Kamala Khan. I think they they are close to shoot finish shooting or oh, have finished. That's right. So there is some stuff coming and these I like that it's women superheroes mm-hmm. so i think that's pretty cool i'm definitely but, excited to see those yeah and then i'm i feel like uh oh the one uh with, with samuel jackson what is it secret wars Ooh. uh um or, what's it called um oh crap yeah because that, that was remember. it was the one where it's going to be with the kree and the squirrels and the yeah yeah and uh monica rambo is in it yeah and they, i think they cast uh the actress who played daenerys from game of thrones in it yeah, I'm, I don't. I think she's supposed to be one of the uh, scrolls. Oh, one of the major scrolls. In- okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what's up. But, um, thank you so much, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, for no problem. Recapping all. Yeah, we'll be back for season two whenever that is. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm, for I'm sure. Hoping, I'm hoping it's like the end of 2022. I mean, the thing with animation is that. You know, it's it not like it takes a long time, but also, you know, they're not shooting. It's not live action. There's not really like the same COVID protocols and like, True. Shooting. you yep. know what I mean? So if you're just getting voice talent or whatever, and then, you know, the animators and whatever, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're doing protocols too, but I guess it'll be interesting to see what the turnaround is for a season yeah. two. I'd rather they take their time and make it good than rush it. And it's, it's not good. So me too. Me too. Yeah. Don't mess it up after you had such a great first season. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Spectrum Lounge. See you on the other side. And uh, yeah, Uh, the the, the whole first season of uh, What If, you can find it on Disney streaming. And also, oh, Robert, let us know where where you can find you on social media. Uh, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Robert C. Young. Perfect.
Um, all right, guys. See you next time.